What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you are new here, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review, and also follow our Instagram. This helps people find our podcast, and it also helps our podcast grow, and I'll appreciate that very, very much. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate that as well. We have two fantastic interviews for you guys today. Our first interview is with Harvard superstar Kristen Della Rovere. Kristen is a gold medalist for Team Ontario Red in the Canada National Championships. She also led Harvard in goals and points this past season. And it was a huge honor to interview her because she's one of my favorite female athletes and she was also super nice as well. Now, before we get to the interview, I'd just like to mention that this was recorded before the NHL playoffs, and we have a little conversation about the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I just want to let you know this was recorded before the NHL playoffs, and when you listen to the interview, you'll understand why. So, without further ado, here is Kristen Del Rovere. Enjoy, everybody. Today, we're joined by rising junior forward from Harvard, Kristen Del Rovere. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on, and how are you doing today? Thank you for having me, and I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well, and the first question I want to ask you is, what are you doing to prepare for this upcoming season amid so much uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, because we have so much time, and given um, the current circumstances, um, I started off the summer just working out from home uh, at a home gym, and fortunately, I'm back in an actual gym with my trainer. And then, you know, I just started getting back on the ice and small group sessions, but um, just trying to stay positive and, you know, just do the little things right. And has it been hard to get ice time where you're from? Yeah, so I'm from just outside of Toronto. Um, rinks were closed for a while, but I mean, they open back up and ice is pretty easy to get. It's just a little expensive, but it's all doable. Well, that's great. And as you might know, the Ivy League announced that fall, all fall sports are going to be canceled for this upcoming season. Have you, have you heard anything about what hockey might look like for next year? Yeah, so, I mean, we don't know too much, but, I mean, we're hoping for a January start to a season. Um, and hopefully, I mean, might be a little shorter, maybe less games, but we're hoping to hopefully start in January and carry on a season in the spring. Before Harvard, um, I want to ask you, growing up, who was your hockey idol? I think growing up for me, I was a really big fan of Marty St. Louis and Pavel Datsuk. Um, I think, yeah, I just really enjoyed their game and I really enjoyed watching them. Was there anything particular about their game that stood out to you? I think, I mean, St. Louis was obviously a very small player, but... I mean, I thought that he was an incredible player. He was a 200-foot player. And, I mean, Pavel Datsuk had incredible hands. He was a great goal scorer. Um, I think he was always fun to watch, especially as a kid. You would see, like, good dekes, good shoot-up moves. And, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed both their games. And did you take anything from their games and try to put it in your game? I don't know if I have to them specifically, but, I mean – um, watching, I mean, NHL games now and stuff, seeing certain things or even seeing women pro games. It's very, yeah, I'd say you see certain things and you try to implement in your game or you try to learn how they do it. So um, I think it's very, very easy to learn from pros. And uh, before Harvard, you played for the Toronto Side Junior Wildcats. What was it like to play for them? Yeah, that was, that was great. It was our uh, junior team and I had, we had an incredible coach. Um, so she played at Dartmouth and she graduated from Dartmouth and as well she played um, she's part of the Hockey Canada program a little bit so I mean she really helped groom me and helped teach me it was a huge mentor for me moving forward so I was really fortunate to play there and I mean we had a great group of girls we were a good team and yeah it was a lot of fun. And you also got to participate in the Canadian National Championships in 2017 where you won gold medal for Team Ontario Red. Describe what it was like to play in that tournament and win gold for your country. Yeah, that was incredible. It was, a first of all, a huge honor just, you know, be able to play in that um, tournament and, you know, represent uh, Ontario. But, um, yeah, we had a great group of girls. I mean, um, most of them uh, play – I play against them now and, you know, the NCAA. So 
it was incredible. I think being able to, you know, win that gold. And I mean, it was great competition against a bunch of other girls. And yeah, that was, it was a huge honor. And it was just an incredible experience. Was there anyone you played with or against that stood out to you in particular? Yeah, I mean, we definitely had incredible girls like all around. Um, I think I like a few girls on our team, like Sarah Fillier. Um, I think she was the captain of our team and she obviously she stood out. She's an incredible player. But yeah, there's all around there's a bunch of great girls. And um I wanna ask you, how did those experiences, not only in the PWHL but playing for the national team, help you prepare for college hockey? Yeah, I think one big thing was just, you know, the friendships you build and you get to meet a bunch of girls that you either will play with or play against. And um, like I said, at those levels, there's a lot of uh, players or coaches that have played higher up. And so I think for me personally, it was big learning experience. I got to learn from players who have played either at the next level or have been a part of it somehow. So it was really fun to, you know, learn their perspective and, you know, get tips from them. But um, yeah, that was probably the top hockey that we had growing up. So being able to, you know, play at that top level and then hopefully and it helped make the transition to the next level a lot easier. Now, I want to ask you, what was your recruiting process like going to Harvard? Because I know it's a little bit different going to an Ivy League school versus an, any regular school. So I was just wondering, what was that like? Yeah, so I think I always kind of knew I wanted to go to Harvard. So throughout the recruiting process, um, talking to a few other schools, I think I always had Harvard as um, my goal and where I wanted to play. So, you know, I went out to campus, I met the coaches and everything, and I just kind of fell in love with the campus. I fell in love with the coaches. Um, and yeah, the, the biggest thing is when you commit to an Ivy League school, um, you technically are not full, like they don't commit to you until um, you have got accepted to the school. So it's kind of like a player's choice to go play there, but we also have to apply to the school and get accepted before um, anything else can move forward. So I think that's one of the big differences, but it's, yeah, that part, like, I mean, we all worked hard, we all applied, so it was very good, but yeah, the recruiting process was fun. And in your first year at Harvard, you had an incredible year, ranking first on the team in points. Even with that success, what do you think was the toughest adjustment you had to make? Um, I think I had, I was very fortunate first year. I mean, we had a great group of girls. Um, I played with, for most of the year, I played with two incredible players, Lexi Lang and Kat Hughes. And I think that they really, you know, attributed to my success and they really, I learned a lot watching them and playing with them. And I mean, when you're playing with players that are that good, and they're such players. So, I think especially playing with them too, it was a lot of fun and it was, it was great. It was probably the best line that um, I had been on going up to that point. So I got to learn a lot from them. They're very supportive and yeah, we just had a very supportive, fun, uh, close knit group. So yeah, I just learned from the teammates. And speaking on that um, answer you had you, who do you think on the team really helped you the most for your first two years adjusting to college hockey? Yeah, I think, First year, um, especially, I think all the seniors. So, like Caitlin C., Lexi Lang, um, Kate Hallett, and Bradley Fusco. I think that players that have been there for four and five years, you kind of learn from them. You kind of learn from not even just their game on the ice, but just their leadership and their character. And they're, they're big role models. You see how successful they are, and you see kind of the, the brand they've made for themselves. So, I think, especially first year, learning from those players in general. And um, even last year, I think all, all the upperclassmen and the freshmen, I think just the team in general, you kind of getting into second year, you kind of own a role more than, you know, you'd had freshman year. And I think just every girl on the team, you kind of have a different relationship with and you can learn something from each one of them. And um, is there any, so now you're being upperclassmen this next year, what do you hope, what leadership do you hope to bring to Harvard this upcoming season? Yeah, so I just, um, yeah, personally, I just hope to be one of the players that, you know, the younger girls can look up to and can come to for everything. Um, we have great leadership on our team and there's so many girls that, um, you know, carry, just carry and show great leadership. So I just hope to be one of those players that, you know, my teammates can look to if they need anything as well. They can look to on the ice to 
um, for those important moments on the ice the last few minutes. And I just uh, hope that I can be there for the girls. And is there any um, leadership skills you learned from your seniors when you were a freshman and sophomore that you think will help you for this upcoming year? Oh yeah, there's definitely so many. I think um, first year, especially we had two captains who were completely different um, people and players, but were the two best captains I've ever um, had been part of. So I think just learning from how each leader can be unique in their own way. Um, but you know, whether you're vocal, whether you're quiet, whether you lead by example, I think that you just have to kind of find how you personally lead and own that and carry it with you. And in your second season at Harvard, you improved even more. Was there any particular part of the game that you thought you improved on the most from your freshman year to your sophomore year? So, yeah, freshman year, I uh, played winger and sophomore year, I was a center. And I think that one thing that I was able to do this year as well was kind of own a role more and kind of take more control. Um, I think coming in, it's kind of hard off uh, a lot of confidence, but coming to your second year, I've, I've had a lot more confidence, I had a lot more willing to do things. So I think just having that, being more comfortable, I think I was able to own a role more and kind of take more control and um, had some offensive success. And you also got, you also got your first ECAC quarterfinal series win against Yale. Describe what was it like beating Yale, especially since they were your biggest rival? Yeah, that series was incredible. I mean, we, our final game uh, was went to triple overtime, and that was one of the best games I've ever played in, but also one of the most strenuous. But it was it was a lot of fun. I, I think going to a game three like that, kind of it's like a game seven, you know, everything's on the line, your season's on the line for both teams. And I mean, they're a great opponent, so that experience especially brought us closer as a team. And I think that that's one of the most memorable games we have. Um, beating a team in a game three like that, or even, I mean, like I said, it was triple overtime. You're having a five hour game. It's, it's long, but it's fun. So I think, yeah, it's basically, it. it's just, it was an experience. And did you take any way, anything away from that game or anything from last season that you're going to hope to use for next year for improvements or for to continue success? Yeah, for sure. I think I learned a lot next year. I mean, um, I know what I have to improve on and work on this summer. So that's been my focus and uh, fixing those areas in my game that um, can use a lot more improvement. And I think especially that game or game three win, like triple overtime, that that brought a lot of, showed a lot of grit, a lot of passion. And um, I think that mentality that we had going into that game, especially like the do or die, the, you know, when we're on, triple overtime next goal wins I think just carrying that that emotion and that feeling into every game moving forward and that willingness just to win and um you play at an Ivy League school what how is it like to balance academics and playing D1 hockey yeah so it's 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 a lot I mean we definitely have a, a lot of uh both a lot of academics a lot of athletics and I think but it's very doable so um, it's a lot of work on the road trips, so we're doing a lot of homework and professors and, you know, teaching fellows are very good at monitoring um, if you have a game, giving you different times to write exams, but it's a lot. It's a heavy workload, and, um, but, you know, when everyone's doing it at the school, when you're surrounded by, like, the same-minded people, it's very, it's a lot more fun. It's very easy, and uh, we study a lot together as teammates, so we still, you know, hang out with friends and study, which makes it a lot easier, but it's a lot of work on the road. And um, you also get to play in the ECAC, like I mentioned earlier. There's a lot of good goalies in that conference. Who's the hardest goal you had to face this last season or your freshman year? Yeah, we definitely have a lot of good goalies, I think, in the ECAC. Um, personally, I might be a little biased, but our goalie, Lindsay Reed, has been one of the top goalies I've ever seen. And um, she's incredible, but I think last year, um, Cassie Suave from Clarkson was an incredible goalie. Um, so, but this year, yeah, they were all good. I, I don't know if I have one specific, but yeah, I think Lindsay, especially, she's she's the backbone for us, and she's an incredible goaltender. So, probably them too. And you also had the experience to play in the women's bean pot for your first two seasons, even though you haven't won one yet. What was it like to play in that tournament? 
the bean pot was also an incredible honor. I mean, it's, you're in Boston, you got the four top, you know, schools in Boston. It's, it was super exciting. I mean, there's a lot of fans that come out to that. I got, we got to host it freshman year, which was also incredible. And yeah, it was a different experience. The games were different. I mean, that's the stuff you play for. You want those games where, you know, it's do or die, whoever wins. And um, especially freshman year, we went into overtime and I think our game finished like just before midnight. So it was, it was a huge honor. It was incredible. I mean, it's a different atmosphere. There's more energy. So yeah, those were a lot of fun and I'm excited to go for our next two ones. And what is your favorite road arena to play in? I think personally, um, Cornell, I think Cornell has, they get some good fans. They have a loud rank and it's exciting. There's a lot of energy in there. Um, so I think it's also, I mean, personally, it's close to home. So I have quite a few family members that can come out to that one. But I think Cornell, they have, they have a lot of history in that barn. And um, they bring a lot of energy from their fans. So it's exciting. I've been told that they don't play warm-up music during warm-ups. Is that true? That is true. They have yeah. uh, their band plays um, their warm-up music. And, I mean, they their band's loud. It, it can get annoying. It can get frustrating, especially if the game's not going your way. But um, I think that's it's a different atmosphere and there's a lot of different energy in there than you get in most rinks. So it's exciting. It's it's a lot there. Now we're getting to the segment of the podcast called the non-hockey questions where I ask you non-hockey questions. Now this first thing isn't really a question. It's more like something I noticed, but I noticed that you were born on November 30th. And I just want to say that's my birthday too. So it's, I just <laughs> want to mention awesome. the same birthdays. That's so. awesome. And my first question is, what music do you listen to to fire you up before a game? Yeah, so, I mean, we we have an interesting, I mean, pregame mix. It has a lot of tradition in it. And um, for a lot of the other girls on the opposing teams, I've heard it and they understand that, you know, it might be a little weird for them. But our music itself has a lot of tradition, a lot of back to it, and it really fires us up. And um, But I think personally... I kind of like more rock style music, so I'm not too big into too much rap, unless it's like old school rap or some rock. So I think personally, that's what I listen to, but just, you know, our team's pregame mix is it's pretty exciting. Who has the ox for Harvard? This is a little controversial, um, depending on who you ask, but yeah, we, we have a few different people that will take the ox depending on the mood of the day, so other, you know, Brooke Jovanovich, Emma Buckles, um, I think Catherine Hughes was on it sometime. So, and Bloomer, you know, it just depends the mood and depends what, depends what we want to hear that day, if it's a practice or a game. Who has the best playlist in your opinion? It's a little bias, might make a few people upset, but, um, you know, I prefer, you know, the Brooke, Brooke Jovanovich on the Ox. Um, and Bloomer gets on there with fire songs as well, but she doesn't get the opportunity too much. But her playlist is also amazing. But I think personally, Brooks never failed to disappoint. So she's my go-to. Now, what is your favorite thing about Boston? I think Boston's in, like, it's, it's a great city. There's so much to do. I mean, you have diehard sports fans. Um, I, I'm a big Leafs fan, so I mean, I try to get out to a lot of Boston Bruin games, especially when they play the Leafs. And I mean, I go supporting the Leafs, and I kind of hear it a little bit from the Boston Bruins fans. But I think I think they're sporting, like just their all the teams. They have the Red Sox, they have you know the Patriots, and just yeah, it's a huge college city too. I think there's so many different colleges, there's so many people to meet. So yeah, Boston's great. Have you had the chance to see a Leafs-Bruins playoff game in Boston when they play each other the last two seasons? Yeah, so yeah, it's, a tough, it's a tough matchup, I know, especially being a Leafs fan, but I went to game seven there last year um, with tough. a few of my teammates. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a tough loss, and um, we went, I think there was four of us, two of us were from Toronto, and we were repping, you know, the Leafs jerseys and T-shirts, and two were from boston and they were supporting boston and unfortunately the leafs lost but um yeah it was very exciting and i mean they're some of their fans can be a little ruthless and it's all fun so you think uh the leafs will play the bruins this year in the playoffs if they beat columbus i really hope not <laughs> um but they don't seem to have the best luck against the bruins but you know like 
I think it's always exciting. I mean, I think from a Leafs fan perspective, we always hate playing the Bruins because it just doesn't end well. But, you know, the Leafs have a great team, I think, especially this, the format the NHL has playing now. Um, it's it's going to be a little different. I mean, Toronto is a hub city, so all the half the teams are up here, which is also very exciting. So I hope that, you know, maybe the home ice can give them a little bit of an advantage. And uh, if you weren't playing hockey, what sport would you play? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if I, like, if I wasn't playing hockey, I don't know if I, if I would be playing another sport. But I think, I think volleyball would be, not because I'm good at volleyball or anything, but I think volleyball would be like a fun beach volleyball or just volleyball. It just would be a fun sport to play. And uh, what is your favorite TV show to watch? Favorite TV show? Um, especially the beginning of quarantine, I think I got into some good ones, but an all-time favorite would probably have to be Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I think just it's an old one. Kind of grew up watching a lot of that, and it's, it's, it's you know, it's a fun show. You just put on in the background. You don't have to pay attention too much. And yeah. Yeah, that's probably probably one of the all-time favorites. And last non-hockey question, what is your favorite class you've taken so far at Harvard? I think one class, my favorite class so far, um, probably uh, between two, I took a, a Zulu class, which is a South African um, language and culture class. And our prof was incredible. It was so much fun uh, just learning about, you know, that culture specifically and that that class was so much fun it was incredible but I think one class I really opened was a human trafficking class that I took um in the spring and that class it was it was very heavy very deep but I mean we had a lot of guest speakers who had experience has had experiences of human trafficking and had been subjects to it so um these survivors came and gave us a lot of live talks which was very interesting and very you know, it taught me a lot and opened my eyes to a lot. So those two, probably two of my favorite classes. Now back to some more hockey-related question. The first one I'll ask you is, what do you think needs to be done to grow women's college hockey? I think a big part of it is just exposure. Um, when you see schools like Wisconsin, who they sell out their arena almost every game, if not every game. So I think in Boston, especially, we don't get the most fans in um, I think it starts with the youth hockey, you know, if they might, you have to build it up from, you know, the younger girls and uh, even younger guy players and just kind of increase exposure. And um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things is start young, start with youth teams and try to bring out younger players. And um, but yeah, it depends. Like, I mean, out, out West, they get a lot of fans. So I think, I don't think many people know how exciting our games are, how, how much talent there is in them as, you know, we like to think. And my last question for you is, what is your favorite hockey memory you have? Yeah, I think a recent one would have to be that triple overtime win um, for CL. I think it was just, yeah, that was super exciting. Um, and overall, hockey growing up, I think was our first championship I ever won when I was a when I was a little kid, probably, you know, maybe in like third grade, but. Um, we won our league championship, and I think that's also super exciting. It was the first one I ever got, and that's one that'll stick with me. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Kristen. I had a great time. Um, good luck this upcoming season, and I wish you the best, and hopefully I can see Harvard in person very soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, for sure. I hope, I hope you know you can get out to some games, and yeah, hopefully we get a season, but thank you. No problem. Have a nice day. You as well. Thank you so much to Kristen for taking time out of her busy schedule and coming on my podcast. I appreciate it very, very much. And our next interview is with former captain of the Holy Cross women's ice hockey team, Victoria Young. This is a really interesting interview for me because it talks about Division Three hockey a little bit and then the transition to Hockey East. And I just thought it was interesting. And Holy Cross is one of my favorite uh, women's ice hockey teams, so it was a pretty cool interview with one of the players that used to go there. So without further ado, here is Victoria Young. Enjoy, everyone. On today's episode, we have former Holy Cross women's ice hockey captain, Victoria Young. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and how's everything going? It's going well. It's 
been pretty busy. I'm a nanny right now. So I've just been nannying, but I'm pretty bored right now because can't really do much. <laughs> but thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming on. And how's quarantine been going for you? And how have you been personally been dealing with this entire pandemic? Um, so when I got home from school in March, I kind of just laid low with my family. I have two older brothers. So we were just kind of just going around our town, like working out at the sound field down our street and, but not much. I'm just, I've been like a full-time nanny. So that's been pretty busy. I've been going to my grandparents' house in Wareham, which is close to the Cape. And I've just been going on the water every weekend. That's about it though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a pretty crazy time, but luckily you're finding ways to, you know, stay, keep yourself busy, mm -hmm. which is good. Now I want to start off talking about before you went to Holy Cross, when you played for Tabor Academy, what was that experience like, especially being a captain your senior year? Oh, sorry, there's like crazy. Um, I, it was awesome. I loved Tabor. I transferred there my sophomore year of high school and I repeated, which, so I did the five-year plan, which was the most amazing thing I could have done for myself. And I loved boarding there and just the hockey atmosphere. I had a great coach, Eric Long. He was just an amazing guy, amazing coach one of the best I've ever had. Um, he had great practice layouts. Our games were very competitive, so it prepared me well for college. I played, my team was a lot of Division I um, commits for hockey to like Dartmouth, BU. Um, there was UNH. So I had a bunch of girls that were kind of going on the same level that I was. And it was really awesome though. I loved it. And you also played club hockey for the Bay State Breakers. What was that experience mm -hmm. like for you? I played breakers since I was U12, I was saying, and it was a great experience for me because we just had, over the summer, it was super competitive. We had five days a week. Uh, my coaches were amazing, and we were just, like, on a very strict schedule, but it wasn't, like, strict as, like, annoying. It was very, it was just, it was a great experience, especially my team atmosphere, and I had a great team. I had great coaches, which just set me up for a great competitive um, college um, it prepared me well for college, is what I'm trying to say. It, it was great, though. I loved it. Great competition between Acevit, the Wizards, and all those teams. So it's just getting more competitive now, especially with all the women playing hockey. It, it was really awesome, though. I loved it. Yeah, and you also played multiple sports before Holy Cross. You played field hockey and lacrosse. How did playing multiple sports help you in hockey? Um, so it definitely kept me in shape because I played field hockey, which was all running, which – to me, running and skating doesn't correlate all that much, but lung-wise it does. It helps with my just my cardio. So being able to just go from um, field hockey to hockey, then to lacrosse, I just like, stayed consistently in shape all year, which was awesome for me. Um, and then another thing was it helped me be more productive, at least after school. So it kept me in like a very um, good routine, and I was staying healthy, and I was staying active. So it was really awesome. Yeah, and um, you grew up in Hanson, Massachusetts. How did you start playing hockey? So I have two older brothers. Um, we're all about 18 months apart. So they both played hockey when they were so, so young. And so I kind of was just meant to play. And we actually live right on a big pond. So every winter when it used to freeze, I would just go out there for hours with my brothers. Even if I couldn't even skate yet, I would just be with my sneakers on or whatever it was but eventually I got my skates and I started skating with them and then I just started playing um throughout the like public Whitman Hansen Pembroke team and it was just it was a lot of fun growing up with two older brothers they made me competitive and they made me tough so it worked out yeah and who was your favorite player growing up um I actually didn't watch a lot of hockey growing up but I would have to say I loved um, Lucic and I loved Bergeron and Marshawn who all still play, but they were just so competitive and just great leaders. And I love that about them. So, and they were just like grinders. So I, I loved that. Yeah. And I want to talk to you about your recruiting process and why you chose to go to Holy Cross versus other schools. Yeah. So when I was looking at schools, I knew I wanted to play hockey, which was my number one thing. And then at first, I was mostly looking at D3 NESCACs. So I was looking at Con, Trinity, 
uh, Middlebury, just like a lot of smaller schools. And then Holy Cross at the time was D3 when I went there my freshman, sophomore year. So the atmosphere and how close it, not, it's not too close to home, but it's about, you're in Worcester. So it's about an hour 20 from me, which wasn't bad. It was easy for my grandparents to come to my games. And I had the opportunity to actually play, which was amazing because I didn't really want to go somewhere where I was not going to dress. I wanted to be an impact player. So being able to play and then just the campus, the minute I walked on there, everyone was so, so kind. The community is amazing. So I was just drawn to it right away. And I was like, this is where I want to go. And so I chose Holy Cross. And then luckily my junior year, we got to go division one, which was like a dream come true. Never thought I would make it that far, but it was great. And talk about those first two seasons, though, in D3 and that experience and that type of competition and how it helped you when you transitioned into Hockey East. Yeah, so the competition we had, we had um, Sacred Heart, who was Division One independent. We had a lot of other D3, D2, D1 schools. A lot of the schools were just, like, independent, so they didn't really have leagues. That was kind of what we were in. So we were against, like, St. A's, Sacred Heart, Franklin Pierce, and just the list goes on but we always incorporated like other division one schools. So we had Harvard one year and we actually ended up beating them, which was amazing. It was like a crazy, crazy day. Um, we ended up playing, who else? We had a Dartmouth game and we just, RIT was in there. And so it was like a really great, just um, transitioning year, being able to play some D1 teams, but the D3 teams, they were definitely competitive. It was just different. It wasn't the same speed that it was at D1 against these hockey East teams that are all just like insanely amazing. So it was definitely a huge jump, but we were prepared because our strength thing, like our strength coach stayed consistently the same. So we were still doing the same lifts. We were still getting the same like strength added. And then our practices basically were the same. We got a new coach. So she started really stepping it up in um, Katie LaChapelle. She's amazing. So she was a great addition. And then we just kept getting more and more, just more things kind of like more coaches and just, it, it was, it was great though. It was, it was cool to have that D3 experience and then jump up to D1. Yeah. And what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to playing college hockey? For, for D3 to D1 or just, just, in general, just in general, like being a student athlete, having to deal with academics, um, the college lifestyle and all that. So the academics, it actually wasn't too difficult of a transition because Tabor was a pretty difficult school. And I, it definitely taught me to um, just manage my time. And so that was something that I definitely got out of high school that I could carry over to my college academics and athletics. The biggest difference was actually how much free time I had in college. So I might like only have one class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and being able to get stuff done. And it was like difficult because I had so much downtime. But it was, um, yeah, it was, sorry if you're hearing things. Our power keeps going in and out. So like our printer just turned off and on. So sorry about that. No, it's not. Um, but it was really, oh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Or my thing keeps going in. I'm so sorry. Um, but no, it was really awesome. Yeah. It was the downtime that kind of got me the ability to actually nap like, during the day was kind of crazy that I could do that. Um, but it was, it wasn't too crazy. The college hockey part, I was playing with so many girls that were already either committed or playing against girls that were committed. So it was such a high level in the prep school um, league that it wasn't crazy, but the jump from the D3 to D1, that was, that was different. It was just so fast. <laughs> yeah, and I want to talk about your former head coach, Peter Van Buskirk. You, he was your coach for the first three seasons. What was he like as a coach? And talk about that transition. And I knew his last game was crazy. It seemed like a lot of people were very happy um, just seeing what he accomplished for the program. Yeah, he is an amazing guy. There is – there's nothing negative I could say about him. He, I mean, he's definitely older, but he has the spirit of a young person. He's always just so positive, ready to go. 
and he's just so driven. And the fact that he was there for that long is just an incredible journey for him. And he like coached men, he coached women, and you can tell that he just, he loves the game and he loves to coach, which is such a great quality in a coach. And some people just scream at you and do all that, but he was just, he loved being there. And even when he was associate head coach with um, coach Katie, he definitely was not as um, like, he wasn't the, the, the guy anymore. It was like both of them, but you could see that he adjusted so well to it. And which is like definitely a difficult thing for him to do. And for him to retire was, you could tell it was so difficult for him, but it, it was awesome. I'm so happy that I had a coach like him. I, it, it was just, he's a great, great guy. Yeah, and during obviously like we've been talking about Holy Cross transitioning to the Hockey East. What was it like to be a part of that transition and playing the that great of a competition in your third year there? Yeah, I, so again, like our to get prepared for that was basically the same. We obviously worked out a little longer, a little harder, and our skates were definitely more um, focused. And we, we got more things like our locker room was amazing and we got more like attire and all that stuff, but not that that really matters, but it was insane to just be a part of it. Like I remember my first hockey's game was against BC and who are like obviously amazing. And even though we lost, I think it was like eight to one or something like that. We were just having like such a good time because the, competitiveness of them and how good they were like just seeing some of their slap shots I was like oh my god like Megan Keller who's like USA like amazing I was like I'm so lucky that I have this opportunity to be here and it was like at our home rink it was at the heart center so just having all those fans there and having all those people that were like you guys did it like you guys made it it was it was awesome to be a part of it because it's gonna they're they're just gonna grow and to be the first class to be able well not well yeah the first year to be um a part of that it's just gonna grow we have great coaches we have great facilities and I know that the team is just gonna grow to be like better and better and obviously coach Le Champelle then became the head coach your senior year what was it like to have a new coach in your final year of playing and what was she like um as a head coach and as a person so coach La Chapelle is amazing. She is um, USA coach and we had her our junior year too. And, and I think sophomore year, I'm kind of blanking. It all blends together at a point. Um, but she was there junior year. So we already had a taste of like what she was like. And then senior year, when we actually had her fully as our coach, she is just like a great person and she's a great coach she's very serious but can also be very funny and have fun and she knows that when we've had too much and when we're exhausted which some coaches can't see that and she knows that when we're like when we're at that exhaustion but she knows we have more in us and she like pushes us even further but then other times she's like you guys are at the point of just being so tired like let's step back a few and you could tell that it, w- it was an amazing um, jump having her because you could see even from my junior year, we only had one win to my senior year and we had five wins, which might not seem like a lot, but like a season just apart with in, in a new league, that's really, that's a big accomplishment. And you could tell that she was so proud of those little wins for us and just being able to have um, – like three wins over Merrimack and sweeping them. That was incredible. And that's even, that's a really hard thing to do in general for teams to sweep other teams. And so for us to do that, you could tell she was just so proud of us and she's an amazing woman. I still talk to her um, here and there. She always reaches out, always wants to include us. And she, I know for a fact, I'll always have that bond with all of my coaches. They're just, they're really great people. Yeah, I want to talk about the junior season. Your one win, you beat fifth-ranked team in the country in Northeastern. Talk about that game and what was that upset? What did that upset mean to you against such a good opponent that won the Hockey's Championship the past three seasons? Yeah, that was that was insane. That was one of the highlights of probably my whole four-year career. Um, it was just insane because it was it was it was kind of like comical because everyone's like, Holy cross just beat Northeastern. I'm like, what? 
but it wasn't like we like I, we deserved it honestly like we worked so hard and we went through so many losses and we went through so many more losses but we worked so hard for that game and we actually just played our best like everything we did our forecheck was perfect our d zone was perfect it was a 5-3 game like I'm I think one of them might have been empty net but like we deserved it like we we got five goals against their great goalie like that was incredible for us everything we did was just just as best as we could do it and it definitely paid off and we didn't have any more wins that season which is definitely difficult and it's hard on your mental state too but just having that huge win was like amazing and obviously we wanted more but then we came out this season and we got more so it just it's a time thing and we're still working but it it was that was an incredible experience to be a part of and you were a captain this year what type of leadership did you want to bring to this year's holy cross team and what did it mean to you to be a captain of that team yeah um i always loved being a leader i'm very vocal i I'm a very good communicator. So just being that person for my team to come to and having kind of that, um, I'm the one that kind of can hear things from the team and then bring it to the coaches. I love that aspect. I love being someone that people can confide in and trust. And I definitely feel like I was that person. And I'm also a super positive. And if you talk to my teammates, I'm a pretty funny person. So I try to keep smiles on everyone's faces and my coaches have always seen that like from me, like I'm goofy, but I also can be super serious and I'm super competitive. So I'm never going into practice being like, Oh, I'm so tired. And if I hear people saying that, I'm like, let's go guys. Like, or whatever. It, it was, it was awesome though, to be able to be a captain for um, such a high level and at such a great school. I never really knew I would get to that point, but, it was awesome that everyone believed in me and trusted me to be their captain. So that was amazing. I want to talk about some of the games this year. You had your first hockey sweep at home against Vermont. Describe winning that series against an opponent that was trying to fight for a playoff spot during the end of the year. Um, yeah, well, Vermont, I don't, we didn't sweep Vermont. We had two wins and one tie, I think, which I guess was kind of a sweep. But, it was like um, a weekend sweep. Oh yeah, weekend sweep. Um, yeah. Vermont, they were really, they were really good. It's always fun playing there too, just because it's a huge barn. But um, that was that was amazing, and it it was just great to know that we can do it, and to just have that bit of just not like like what's the word? Like having I don't know, having some I don't know. You get some happiness from it. Like you finally get like some wins and then it's not just like lucky that you got the win you get to have you get another win because you're working hard and people are like oh like it's just luck like like so many people kept telling us like oh holy cross is just getting lucky right now like we were working really hard and we wanted to win like we were hungry for some wins we didn't we had one in the previous season like we we wanted to win and we we did win some of the games and I'm I'm a little hurt that we didn't make playoffs because we were pretty close but we need a few more wins but I, I know in the next few seasons they're they're going to be up there and they're going to be a really tough competitor and I mean even just coming in ninth this year out of the 10 like that would just jumping up a spot that's that was huge for us that's a huge um, step in the right direction so I'm excited to see what they all do because I know for a fact they're going to draw like so many great players and girls in and just the coaching staff is again, just incredible. And they're just going to lead them to really successful years to come. Yeah, I want to talk about your senior class. You had so many great players. You had Rachel Moore, who transferred from BC, and she was probably mm-hmm. one of the best players on the team. You also had Hannah Gillies, who was your co-captain. Just talk about that class and what they meant to you and to Holy Cross. Yeah, so I think there was about... there. So we started as a bigger class, and then we we lost some. We they, they didn't want to play anymore, which is totally fine. They did their own thing. But I think we ended with six of us. Um, yeah, six of us. And each one is so different. And we all brought something so different to the table. And I know for a fact that if you put a C on any single one of their jerseys, 
they would have been an amazing captain and an amazing leader. They were leaders even without the city. But they were just all such great people, like Charlotte, who got a huge injury our freshman year. She overcame so much, and she came back, and she was playing, which is just an incredible story. My roommate, Maggie, she is just like a firecracker. She's just crazy, and she's so funny on the ice, and but she's so just determined and competitive, too. And we just have so many different personalities, but we all worked off of each other so well. And it stinks because I know we had something great as a class and I know what, what we're graduating with. Um, we all are going to do like great things, but I know if we had a few more years, we could definitely do some even better things, but our time is done, which is pretty sad, but yeah, they're all incredible women and I'm excited to see what they all do, but they were just all very strong, competitive um, determined just girls and it was fun seeing each one get better and better as um, as the years went on too. Yeah and you had your senior night against Providence I was at that game and it seemed like you guys had incredible support from the school and just talk about that game and just seeing the support and how far Holy Cross hockey has just become from when you first started. Yeah, I, I definitely think our senior game, it was, I mean, it was surreal. I was like, I'm a senior. What is this? But having, I, I worked in the rink um, throughout my sophomore, junior, senior year. So I knew all of the rink staff. So everyone that was there on our senior night was just so supportive. And they were so proud of us because they've seen how much we've grown and how much we've developed as players and as people. And then having family there and all my friends were there, they blew up so many, like, funny pictures and huge fat heads and it, it was just so awesome to be the one kind of being recognized like our whole class being recognized because you don't get that a lot and just having that and having that being your last home game it's definitely hits a little different but it was exciting because I think when the season was over I was ready not to be done with hockey but just I was ready like I was I was good. I had a great, great four years. I developed so much as a, so much as a player and so much as a person as well, just being at a great school academically and athletically and just as a person. And so I, I loved everything about that night. It was, it was just awesome because you finally got your senior night. So, which doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially now, but um, unfortunately, yeah. Cross didn't make the Hockey East playoffs in your first two seasons in Hockey East. What do you think has to be done to change that? And what do you think is going to happen in the next four years? Well, I don't really know what's going to happen with this whole pandemic thing. But if, if like they're allowed to go back and everything, I think if they just keep doing the same thing that they're doing, because we definitely stepped it up this year a little, just in lifts and with um, our strength trainer, um, Jeff Oliver, who is a great, great guy. He is modifying our lifts so much, right? Well, not mine, but the team's lifts right now because of just accessibility to weight rooms. And it's all kind of just a difficult time to be training. But I've been talking to a lot of my teammates and I've seen what they've been doing. And all of them are getting on the ice every opportunity they're getting. They're in their basement working out whenever they can. They're rollerblading. They're doing anything that they can to get better. And that was the thing about us that was so special is that we all wanted to get better. There wasn't anyone there that brought us down. We all brought each other up. And I think that in the next few years, they're just going to keep rising and keep being better. And I think if they stay on the same path and we have Coach LaChapelle and Meredith Roth, um, the D coach, and just, I, they're definitely going to get more people on the staff, but um, they're going to be on the right path because they keep doing little things every year, even just team bonding things that are helping us just as a team. And then that translates to on the ice. And I know that they're going to keep doing fun things like that. And they're going to keep just bringing just enthusiasm and exciting, like just things to the table. And they're, they're going to be great. I know for a fact, they're just, I think they can make playoffs this year, honestly. They, I know that they can do it. And I want to talk about a broader thing. Uh, what do you think has to be done to help grow women's hockey? Um, I definitely think with how big social media is right now, that is like one of the best ways to just 
show people like what you do and what your friends do and kind of just showcase what it has to offer because you can literally post so many amazing things and share so many other things that maybe your friend is doing something really cool. Uh, like I have some great friends that are great at hockey that are going to continue to play hockey in the women's um, NHL league and, and all that. So I talk to them so much and just seeing what they're doing is really amazing. And I know that if I just keep telling, like just sharing it with people, even just conversations and, and being like, yeah, women's hockey is big. And then it, it has, it's grown so much since I was a kid. Like I was on a boys team when I was younger, even um, people that I know down in Texas that are like, Oh, like women's hockey. And now it's starting to grow again. Like it's just insane. It's, it's grown so much just since when I was a kid and I think it's only just going to get more popular because it's, it's such a fun sport to play and it's such a fun sport to watch. And the community is amazing. And all my best friends from when I was really young are all hockey players. They're all my hockey friends. Like I don't even keep in touch with my middle school friends. I keep in touch with my hockey friends, which is so like, deep it goes with all these girls because you're on you're just so connected to it through so much stuff together. So yeah, I, I think it's gonna grow and I think social media can definitely yeah, and um, that's why I'm hopefully having trying to have other players in the podcast like yourself to help grow it, and hopefully it can can just continue to grow, and that's my hope that it can happen like that. Now we're getting into the non-hockey segment of the podcast. My first question for you is, what's your favorite thing about Worcester? The, the restaurants and the food, I think. One of my – I, I – like have never seen so many just amazing restaurants and food like every weekend when my mom would come to the games we would go out to a different restaurant every single night like of after a game or something and i think that and also the people i um i actually took a lot of photography classes and i would go out in worcester and i would just have conversations with random strangers on the street and then I would be like, can I actually take a photo of you? And they would be like, of course, like, and then they'd pose for me, which was just so funny. I mean, obviously some people were like, eh, no, it's okay. Like, I'm okay. But a lot of them were like so enthusiastic about it. They're like, yeah, like, I'd love to get a photo. So I would take photos of people and just like the people of Worcester and the, like the restaurants and the people, like amazing. <laughs> they're, they're just really kind people and the restaurants are delicious, and I feel like I miss so many of them, but it's okay. I got the good ones in. <laughs> and which team of yours has the best style off the ice? Who is this? Which, which uh, Holy Cross team? Yeah, which Holy Cross teammate has the best style off the ice? Oh, teammate. Oh, the best style. Oh, my God. Um, I have to go with Grace Palouse, though, because it's just so different than anything I would ever wear, but it just works on her so well. Like, no one on my team could wear what she wears, but she rocks it like no other. Yeah, and if you could make an appearance on any TV show, what would it be? Oh, God, these are hard. Um Hmm, on any TV show. Well, Modern Family is over, but I would love to be on Modern Family. That was that was a cute show. What character? <laughs> I'd love to be on that. It's just like my family. Oh, <laughs> probably. I honestly am blanking on their names. We're probably what the young the young kid that's like just very silly and hilarious. Because that would probably be me <laughs> and Goofy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's been your favorite class you've taken at Holy Cross? Obviously, you just mentioned the photography class you took, but was there any others in, that you liked in particular? So I am in, well, I was an architectural studies major, so I loved a lot of um, my architecture classes that were, um, there was one called like Nature in the City, and it just talked about environmental issues within architecture which was just really interesting. Um, 
I loved a lot of my math classes, which sounds weird, but I love math. So I, I loved that. And then some of my studio art classes were really interesting. I'm not really a great artist, but the teachers work with you so well and they just open your eyes to just different views on the world. So I really actually enjoyed that, which was different for me. And who is the funniest teammate at, on Holy Cross? Probably me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, probably the funniest. Probably my roommate Maggie, just because she's Maggie Halsey. She's she. I live with her, so I just like know her so well. She is hilarious. But oh. I got to also say Allison Adia. She, I don't even know, I think that's how you say her last name. Atia, maybe. She is like the funniest, weirdest, strangest person you could ever meet. <laughs> but she's the kindest person ever. Yeah, and back to some hockey questions now. What has been your favorite memory at Holy Cross when you played? I have to say the first game that was um, at our home rink against BC in our inaugural game um, for Hockey East, that was just amazing. And it just, it's going to mean so much for the Holy Cross women's hockey program for so much, like for so many years to come. And just being able to be a part of that first game at the Heart Center, it, it was just, it's it was incredible. Like there's really no words to describe it. Just being there and being able to play against these amazing girls who I never thought I would ever have the opportunity to play against. That was, that was pretty amazing. So I definitely have to say that game. And then obviously beating Northeastern. And then honestly, my sophomore year when we beat Harvard, that was an amazing day too, like an amazing game we had. And obviously winning feels so much better. And even though we lost the BC one, it still was just, it was just unreal to be there and be a part of it. Yeah. And um, you've now graduated. What are your plans now for hockey or just in life in general? Um, for hockey, there's not much going on right now because you can't really play anywhere, <laughs> but um, my old coach has, been reaching out he reached out to me two nights ago but I was busy but uh, he asked if I wanted to skate which I wish I wasn't busy because I would love to get back out there I don't I think I would be horrible right now because I haven't played since February but I would love to get back in my equipment but for other plans I'm trying to go back to grad school to get my master of architecture but that's really it we'll see what happens with everything going on there's it's a I'm just nannying right now that's probably my plan for a little bit <laughs> and before we let you go is there any shout outs you'd like to make to any friends teammates or family members um I mean I'll just give a nice shout, shout out to my Holy Cross women's hockey fam because they're just I miss them all like crazy and I'm so excited to see what the future holds for them because I know that they're going to be an amazing team and just a super difficult team to play against. And I'm so excited to watch what they do because I know that they're just going to keep getting more and more successful. And I can't wait to see them all again, but right now is definitely not the time. <laughs> but I'm excited to see what they do. Well, I'm excited to see what they do too. And thank you so much, Victoria, for coming on the podcast. I wish you all the best and stay safe and healthy. Uh, thank you so much to Victoria for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, that'll be all for today's episode. Uh, only college hockey news that's going on is Josh Maniscalco from Arizona State signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I want to wish him personally congratulations on the new contract. Go kill it out in Pittsburgh. You're going to do fantastic. But that's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a nice day, and I'll see you guys on Friday. We have a huge interview then. It's probably the best interview I've ever done. Um, if you're listening this far, I appreciate it. Take care, stay safe, and have a nice day. Peace. Yeah. Huh. I am not the victim of this love affair.